evening feelings and travelers on the same path of life. Kind of uh, off the cuff here, uh, on the fly, in the moment. Um, yeah, just uh, getting ready to get my shoes on to get my second walk of the day. And uh, it's beautiful, beautiful, turning out to be a gorgeous day. Uh, still, I mean, there's some sun, but the, the little layer of clouds is still there. But uh, I don't know, it just, it's basically it's spring. I mean, that's what it feels like, just a beautiful spring day. So I'm going to go and get a nice uh, climb. So I'm taking you with me and, uh, yeah, want to... We'll see. I felt it felt uh, it felt right to do that somehow. I felt like plugging in into the matrix, <laughs> getting my uh, what do you call that? A toe divider. It's like a kind of a silicone gel base kind of thing that you put between two of your toes. I have a thing called a corner, so it's like my uh, my pinky, my pinky toe, my pinky finger uh, on my right foot. It's slightly slanted, you know, like uh, at a diagonal. So it goes slightly under the next of kin to the pinky. And somehow those bone rubs, and then there's a thing growing in it. They call it a corner, to the best of my understanding. And it can get quite uncomfortable. And then you end up having to cut it. So what I discovered years year ago was, if you have shoes, that's really what it comes down to. If your shoes are narrow, the, the toe box, then those things, you put that in between your toes and you never have an issue because it prevents uh, the pressure of the shoe to inflict that corn on that bone. And I just bought some, I mean, I just, last year, obviously, during the Camino, and uh, because, uh, anyway, and different brands, they create some completely different. And then the last one, they're just big. I mean, they really are big. They're okay for like the big toe, but for my pinky, it's tricky. So I was like, how could I cut it? How could I make it smaller? And then even it's still thick. So anyway, it's not the greatest job that I did, but I was able to get it cut in half. And uh, yeah, it's a lot better. So I'm going to see if it still does a job, if I, if I have enough gel to absorb the shock. Or if I did it too much. Anyhow. Hold, yeah, I got my hat. So, uh, what time is it? It's five-ish, I guess. I don't know. It's about six. So that is definitely uh, going to be a great, my latest uh, evening walk. But uh, let's go for it, shall we? Just got back from uh, Mercadona. So went to the next town over. I didn't do that this morning because of the potentiality of... Uh, <laughs> of Isabel to call me, so I'm like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold the fort, anywho, and uh, instead of taking my pack and then basically emptying it of all the weight that I carry with me normally to do weight training, and then just getting the groceries and getting that in there, but I'm like, well, no, I'll take the car. That's okay. It's just what happens. Took a, took a nice nap again, and. Uh, Really enjoyed actually driving. I mean, obviously, uh, I drive as little as possible. And again, well, I don't really need to drive, basically. I don't really need to. You know, I mean, I'm going to have to go to the inspection next Monday. Take it in uh, Rhein, which is about 15 kilometers away. 
So I'll take the call for that. But outside of that, for what remains of my time, uh, that's going to be more than likely about it. Anywho. But I took it, really, really enjoyed it. It's a very, you know, well, I mean, we're talking about what? Uh, five kilometers, I guess, or so. Very short drive. And uh, beautiful afternoon, beautiful light. Listening about the mammogram paradox on the nutrition facts. And uh, I got a bunch of cool things from the store that I'm pretty psyched. I treated myself, I indulged myself to tofu. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. So. That's that. I basically swept them up the whole, uh, ha- well, the house, the part that I inhabit. Now, it would be more work. If I had to sweep them up the whole house, there's a huge living room. They have four bedrooms, you know. I don't I don't deal with the one that I don't use. Just bathroom, kitchen, the big hallway, and then the bedroom. So I have a nice house. I hand wash some laundry. So kind of a nice, uh, kind of an easy day in a way, but nice, kind of productive. So, now that I got that out of the way, let, uh, let's go to Isabel and the uh, burning question. Yeah, the million dollar question. Did she call? Yes, she did. And I know your next question is, okay, what time, Anthony, did she call to move the appointment to later? And no, 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 she didn't. She didn't. So, she called about three minutes or four minutes, you know. Past 12, so basically, all right, game's on. So I guess something I'll throw it out now because it confused me actually when it happened. So basically, you know, we talked about the fee before at the first meeting. So I'm like, I'm not going to be saying anything at the end. You know, it's like, I know she knows. So I was thinking, well, maybe, you know, by next week, if I don't receive the payment, then I will say something, which is fine. But I'm like, but I don't really want to, and I don't want to have to. And uh, and she did it. It was done. You know, which which is normal. There's nothing like, wow, amazing that she did what was agreed upon. But the one thing that I don't understand, she sent me the payment for the default amount. So for 30 euro, basically, instead of 15. So I don't understand, because she's the one who asked to, to give a reduced uh, price. And I kind of uh, yielded. I've talked about that. So I was like, I don't get it. But I'm like, okay. So that's that's kind of that. So so basically, I wanted to take stock of uh, of what her month has been like, you know. And uh, it does look pretty good overall. Like I say, I do believe. Uh, I do believe that she's honest. So. Uh, and it is tricky, you know. Self-reporting is uh, one of the one of the biggest problem in science when it comes to nutrition, because it's almost impossible to trust. People want to please, or want people to think good of them, or whatever, and then they just uh, they are so biased and slanted on their self-reporting, they may not even realize. Very tricky. And uh, and. Uh, so we talked about basically, okay, from what we talked about, what did you not do? What did you do that didn't work out or wasn't sustainable and what was? And it would say overall, the pattern is pretty good. 
Um, I don't understand about the egg. I was very surprised because I guess it never kind of got addressed. You know, I assumed it was like any animal product, but I mean, anyway, it was interesting. So I was like, yeah, 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 we, we want that out of it. That's ridiculously, you know, it's so charged of cholesterol, saturated fat. It's like, whoa, it's one of the worst things. We don't want that. Not in a cleansing uh, diet. Anywho, so, and then I was like, she likes sardines, which is one of the good ones in terms of the, the level of toxicity that they have. You know, you have bivalves like mussels and clams, and then uh, things like very small fish like anchovy, and then sardine is a, is a good one. So, so basically the, there's a trend for the first month, and again, it's, it's kind of tricky to see, you know, where, where we'll be hitting the plateau, but the first month, you know, it's a loss of uh, uh, three kilos, so, you know, that's like a, more than a pound a week. So, and if, you know, if it's something that's really okay and it's going to keep going, it's going to be great. If anything, it's even quite fast, but uh, those biomarkers are good, um, at least at that. And then uh, basically talking about, you know, cravings and comfort food and triggers. And um, also there was something interesting. There is a nutritionist here called... Julio Basulto, and I had suggested a book for her, of his, because I pretty much know his base, what he's basing his recommendation, and it's pretty much, uh, I'm pretty aligned. I may not agree with everything, I don't know all of it, but overall I think uh, that's a great place, and it's kind of intellectual food for thought. And so I was like, hey, what about the book that I'd suggested? And she was like, no, I don't like the guy. Which uh, I had to ask. I was like, why? What is it about? Like, she's not going to get the book, basically. And I'm like, that's fine. You know, but I'm curious. I mean, I've not read his book. Uh, and basically, she found him condescending. And I'm like, okay, okay. You can appreciate that. I'm like, it's a shame. You know, I don't think you read English. And she's like, yeah, of course I do. I'm like, great. Then how not to diet? Is a book that was written for you. <laughs> so we get that at the end of the conversation. So it's kind of interesting that kind of lesson in terms of, uh, you know, you have your first consultation and really it almost makes no sense to think that then you're done. The information is being given because it's kind of like a doctor giving a prescription. Uh, it doesn't mean you're not going to have side effect or maybe it's not going to work. You know, it'll be really problematic somewhere. So you need to kind of, yeah, keep an eye on it and make sure the patient is is mindful of some things and to let you know, you know, about those if they happen so you can deal with them accurately. So in terms of the protocol, you know. Uh, so anyway, so we were on phone for... I mean, almost. It was a it was a long time. It was a long time, and I just don't know. I mean, and I don't have to, I guess. I don't have to do anything about it now. You know, if I was really having a career, I would have to become more efficient. I would have to trim the fat in some of those things. And uh, and I can see the dilemma too with doctors. You know, when you don't have the time, 
when you know you have a business and you have to see so many patients to meet your quota to make a living i get it uh kind of tricky you know to draw that line because you want to help too you know so anywho so interesting so i don't foresee I don't foresee conversation. I don't quite see what that would be necessary. We've done basically change about five, six different things to tweak it. Uh, I'm not seeing much in terms of slippery slope outside of um, self-justification eventually, and basically the emotional eating. So it's a kind of a it's addictive behavior where you get into a slump and then you justify jumping off the boat. So it's kind of tricky, but I'm not a friend. You know, uh, that's not what I'm offering. You know, it's like if she's always welcome to send text, but I'm not going to be a, this willing ear at any time because she's having a rough time. She would have to find somebody else to vent. And not that she would anyway. I mean, I'm not assuming that, you know, Anthony is such a, an amazing listener that that's who I want to talk to. But... uh but she does, she does feel good, you know, in terms of the way she's feeling, a digestion, uh, obviously, the loss of weight, you know, it's definitely not going to be what she wanted. But like I told her, it's like it's really tricky to draw the line between effectiveness and sustainability. You know, you can get something very potent and it's going to affect, you know, you're going to have result quicker, more powerful. But if those don't last, then in your case, you know, we're looking at changing the way you, your relationship with food. And if we can't find something sustainable, you know, then sustainability from our viewpoint is the most important. And uh, unless, you know, the whole, again, a prolapsed pelvic is it's tricky. There's just nothing that I can find in terms of what I can offer that, uh, it's black and white in terms that's kind of amazing. It's a lot of anecdotal stuff and kind of clinical experience, which doesn't make it bad, but meaning like a doctor's practice or nutritionist practice. So, you know, it's just more anecdotal. There are confounding factors. There are many things to take into account. So it's like, it's good. And, you know, it's like, if you have nothing else, that's better than nothing in a way that you have those anecdotal stories from professionals. And there are patterns, so there's still there's still a value in it, but it's really on the low end of the totem pole of the the, the relevant evidence that's uh, actionable, I shall say. So this one is is just uh, the fact of that, and also the fact that you know she's uh, 64. So you know when you start to get to that place. When you've had, when you've carried something and, you know, eventually your body can do a lot, but up to a point. So, you know, it's kind of tricky in terms of what can you expect, you know, because of course for her, it's like, I want to be healed. I want to be cured. And that might not happen. So oh, we have a couple of people on the bike. That's unusual. So anywho, but that was good. I was kind of a. Uh, you see, I felt like I was getting sunburned a little bit. I took my cap off, and uh, uh, there was a there was a guy in the library, so I wasn't able to stay inside to do the 
to do the video call. Okay, a couple of young guys with their bikes, but I don't know where they are walking with them. Anyhow, so that was that. And, uh, oh, there's this uh, show, very cute show, British show, called Philomena. I think it's Philomena Conk. I think it's uh, the name. And she's it's basically a comedian and having a fun time at describing evolution. Basically, anthropological evolution, our evolution. Anyway, cute. I'm enjoying it. It's a five-part series, and I've I just completed the third part today. Uh, after I get there, so enjoying, enjoying that. <laughs> Interesting. Well, those guys. I'm not sure if they've damaged their bikes or what, but. They are doomed, and they won't be able to get started on their bike on that incline. It's not possible. It's too steep. Un pendiente, demasiado. Un pendiente, so a climb. Uh, una subida. Will be a climb and demasiado. Oh my goodness, what do you call steep? I forgot. I forgot how you call it. Anyhow, but I'm getting a little sweat here. Just get past those guys. Yeah, definitely amazing weather. I mean, for sure it's clear that winter, winter is over. Uh, here, uh, no, no sign of rain. And again, the weather forecast is all over the map. And there's a cave. I'm going a little faster here because I had some guys to pass, so that's always what I seem to be doing when the other people, you know, your pace change, changes. But it feels good. It feels good. I know you're wondering, it's like, Antonia, are you down to four o'clock in the morning? Well, uh, I'm almost wanting to put it on there, even though it's just ten minutes, you know, but no, I'm gonna keep at least another weekend. I'll bump it down. I'll bump it down. That's kind of weird, eh? To bump something down. That actually doesn't make any sense. But uh, I'm gonna bring it down to four o'clock, so we're gonna try again. That's definitely something that Anthony does, which is to try and try and try to not accept, well, not everything, but the things that for whatever reason I'm 
holding on to. I'm okay to let some time pass and then go back at it and try again. Anywho. Yeah, well, it's beautiful. The sun is actually, the sun is way higher than I thought. Like by the time I go to church nights, there's almost the size of a sun between the horizon and the sun. So, uh, and that's going to be, well, I don't know when spring forward happens, but obviously it's going to get bumped. That's one thing in Spain, and you really do get long days uh, when, when you start nearing the summer. To where, as far as the Camino is concerned, you know, the one bummer thing about it is that one could be, you would basically take a nice rest in the afternoon, in the hottest part of the day, and then you would, you know, around five o'clock, you would resume. So like, let's say between, you know, two and five or three and five, you would basically take a breather. And then when you would finish in the evening, even possibly having your, you know, dinner before you actually finish your walk. But the problem, if you don't make a reservation, then you have to commit, you know, before you start your day. And it's kind of, I don't know, I just don't like it. So, basically, you end up arriving early. And uh, I think possibly, I think if I was to do it again, I could try that. Though part of me likes to have everything taken care of. Even more so, you know, when you do the laundry, because if you arrive late, I mean, it's not a guarantee that your laundry is going to be dry. But, uh, yeah, to, I mean, obviously I'm not comparing the weather now to summer, but for sure, you know, between, I would guess, two and five or one and four, possibly would be the worst time to to be on the on the road when you have the sun blasting and you know, it gets, uh, it's going to get as hot as it's going to get. And then there's uh, around five, there is a kind of a uh, change. Anyhow, oh, I'm sweating. My goodness. Of course, I just changed all new clothes, took a shower today. <laughs> that was nice. So, yes, the water heater is working very nicely. So, anyhow. Yeah, what a treat. What a treat. It's turning out to be, again, of course, some differences, you know, from what what I thought getting into it. I would have never thought I was going to spend so much time, you know, with Pilar, which was, of course, wonderful, but I definitely didn't see that. Hold on a second. Ah. And, uh, yeah, just really, really appreciating, you know, little things. Like, even now I'm looking here, so can I describe? So I'm in the pines, so you have this basically single-track trail. So it's narrow, it's very steep, very slippery. It's dirt mostly, a lot of loose rocks, so it's kind of dangerous uh, going down because of steepness. But when you don't have a rail, which a bunch of them have been torn down, uh, then you don't have anything to hold on to. So it's tricky. 
Um, but here I am almost, uh, uh, yeah, pretty much yeah, almost to the end of the climb. And uh, so in front, I'm turning around and I'm facing west. So way, way below me, there is Hamilena, a little chunk of it because there's a bunch of rocks here. Big one, big boulders, I guess I should say. And uh, part of the the crest of that Colin, Collins, hill, uh, sorry, Colina. And uh, yeah, all those pines, but we're about to coming to the end of it because now it's all uh, open. The, the crest, obviously, I'm going to be on a crest for a little while before dropping. Anywho, so a little hazy. So almost like uh, if you're thinking like of a polluted sky. But uh, I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But I don't think there is too much around here in terms of uh, unless you had a fire. But I think it would kind of have a different smell, you know, a fire. Uh, I don't know. But I don't know if it's man-made, that haze. Or if it's just nature, I don't know. Anyhow, but it's uh, yeah, the sun is definitely uh, it's almost clear, kind of weird, almost unobstructed. But you can tell there's a, still a little bit of it, which of course, when comes summer, <laughs> it'd be like where are those clouds. <laughs> that reminds me when I was in a superior hiking uh, trail, S H E S H T in uh, Minnesota. When I was looking at this job, so I was there for, I don't know, about a week or so in the field with a couple of uh, guides and basically deals with a teenage with behavior problem and you take them in the wilderness and you have a program. And the difference being like compared to Blackwater, which is a job I had for, I forgot, a year and a half or so. Then we had a master level therapist in the field 24-7. And there it's about once or twice a week they come out to talk to them. So... It's not the same thing. Nowhere. No hay color. And uh, basically, it was in November. So, Superior Hiking Trail, basically, you have, a, you have the Great Lake, you know, and you have Canada. So, you have this big body of water. So, when you start to get cold, it's definitely one part of the country in Minnesota where it can get really nasty. Uh, and same, actually, for the summer as well. And so, I mean, I had my staff, you know, I have my, uh, I forgot exactly. I had a silk liner to go inside my sleeping bag, so that adds a few degrees. And I had a, mm, I forgot what it was, I think it was a 15, 15 degree uh, sleeping bag. And of course, I'm talking about uh, Fahrenheit here. I'm not talking about Celsius. <laughs> and, uh, oh my goodness. Jesus, this shirt is so skinny. I just went very quickly. And so, remember this night, basically, if you have a clear sky at night, it means a colder night. And then the clouds just make it nicer. Or your ideal would be clear during the day, so you have the sun, it's going to get as warm as it can be, and cloud at night, so it's going to be as mild. But, and I realized right then and there that you know, cold is really a challenge for me. It just isn't what I would have to do to take care of myself. And I mean, even when you're talking about temperature, where you can get like minus 20, minus 30, minus 40, and you're on your own, you're there with those kids, you know. I mean, you have cabins and all. I mean, it's, it's really worse. You, know, you can be in places where you can... I, must, I don't know if you can have fires in those cabins or not, but at least you have that kind of shelter 
but I was like, yeah, it just wasn't appealing to me. It was challenging enough when I was in uh, West Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, you know, in winter, and uh, it can be nasty. We had a hailstorm, um, 2005, 2006, which is pretty nasty, pretty dangerous. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, I am just not made of that wood. Let's just say, it was making me think of that by thinking about the sun, the overcast, the clear, and how I would look. And I was like, ugh, clear. Anyway, but I had an amazing, I forgot the name of it, the brand. It was an, it was an 800 down, you know, which is basically 900 down is like your, I don't know, Lexus, I guess, or Acura, you know. But basically 800 down is really like a great Honda, which to me is my car. You know, I don't want a Lexus, I don't want an Acura, I want a Honda. I just want a great car that's just well made. You know, I don't know of any other one. And we had a great experience with those in Texas. And uh, Moonstone, maybe it was Moonstone. I want to say that. Anyway, it was just amazing how warm I stayed in that bag. You know, definitely was uh, quite a gear geek. In my days, I loved, I gave classes, I, I love reading books, and uh, I was, uh, oh my goodness, uh, Hauler's Provision, actually, that's the name of the company. So there is one in Austin, I'm pretty sure, but I will go to San Antonio. And it was like uh, in a quarry uh, shopping center. It used to be like, a, they have those big towers, so it used to be a quarry of some sort, quarry market. And they have a Whole Foods, and then they have a movie theater, and then they have a... They don't have a cool one. I forgot the, the one that's more independent in terms of the movies. But they had a whole earth provision. So with Glenda, you know, we'd go, I don't know, maybe two to four times a year. Kind of go to San Antonio, maybe eat an Indian restaurant, watch a movie, that would be part of it. And then do some shopping, you know, Whole Foods or... Central Market and on Broadway, and then uh, I would go to Holder's Provision while she would do some of her lady shopping, and I would just, uh, you know, brainstorm or question or talk to to some of the staff because a decent percentage are people who are active in the outdoors, and uh, and to kind of learn about what was out there, and uh, yeah, it's quite impressive what's out there. So, that, I don't even remember where I got the Moonstone, but that wasn't there. Because, I mean, in all fairness, the way that I am, you know, paying the full price of the stores, when, uh, you know, with internet, there's a site called Sierra Trading Post, and they have good prices on the, on the bunch of those things. You kind of have to watch out for them. And actually, in Idaho, if I'm not mistaken, that's where the company's from, there was a, an outlet uh, I, I had an itch to go there when I was trucking. I saw it. I went by it. I forgot it was off 84, the interstate. I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, they had all the good brands, basically. So I used to be quite savvy with a bunch of that. I mean, that's when I got my uh, Gregory Whitney. It's, what, 60, 65 liter? So it's a it's a huge backpack, the one that I have, the Monster. And, you know, it cost, it cost at the time. I mean, I got it... Uh, 18, 19 years ago. 
19 years ago. My goodness, it was 2004. Wow, before my job with Blackwater. And uh, it's about three, it was 340 or so uh, dollars. And I got it for like 170. So, anywho. What am I talking about? Uh, holders, provision? I don't know. <laughs> anywho. All right, so I'm coming here to the split where I'm going to keep going up. So uh, that was kind of my little impromptu recording. I just wanted to share that. I'm going to go quiet for a bit, and I'm sure I'll uh, let's see what kind of podcast I listen to. I'm definitely hooked on podcast. So on that note, my friend, wish you a beautiful uh, rest of the afternoon, wherever you are. Peace and love.